Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and today I am alone. My good buddy and partner in crime, Chris Valente, uh, sadly, his grandmother passed away and he is taking care of his family and making sure that, uh, you know, his uh, parents are all right and they're heading down to New Jersey and a million other things. So um, family's always first and um, so we will be without Chris. So when I was opening Polar Park, Chris did one of these alone and he said it was hard and I am 47 seconds into this thing and I can tell that it's going to be a difficult one, but we are going to have fun and we are going to talk about some things and I am looking actually forward to this. So first off, Chris, our heart goes out to you. Um, this was the grandmother. If you listened to uh, the podcast um, called Chris is in the ER because Chris was in the ER and I did like a five minute podcast, if that, about Chris being in the ER because he was going through his head was about to explode. And I did a podcast basically saying, guys, we're not going to have a podcast today because Chris's head's going to explode. And uh, he was really in, he was in the ER for like three days. And uh, I did that podcast and Chris tells me in the next podcast after that, that uh, his grandmother listened to the podcast and, you know, started calling everyone, why is Chris in the ER? Why is Chris in the ER? Why is Chris in the ER? Um, so I've never met that grand grandmother, but uh, we will always have a, a bond because I scared the hell out of her uh, when Chris was in the ER. So uh, I never got to apologize for that. But uh, alas, um, Chris, uh, we feel for you and uh, uh, sorry about what you and the family are going through. Um, to always, always tough to lose uh, a family member. So today I am going to do my best by putting out a podcast and we haven't talked in a while. Um, Chris did an interview last week, which was very good. I don't think that I need to recap that. Um, so I was, uh, cruising. So here's what I think I'm going to talk about. So I was cruising through, uh, LinkedIn and I came across an article and, um, that article was, I saw it, it caught my eye and it said three keys to finding your passion in sports. I read the byline. It was actually by uh, Hannah Butler, who I think was on this podcast early, in the early days, who is the uh, director of special events for the Worcester Red Sox. Hannah and I work very closely together, uh, and uh, I was I had to read it right, so I wanted, and it was on uh, the clubhouse. So if, um, uh, she was put a little blog together here, and she put together. A thing on the clubhouse. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this article and see what she has to read. So if you look at it, it is uh, on her, um, it is on her LinkedIn. So if you uh, search Hannah Butler uh, clubhouse, I'm sure you'll find it. So anyway, she has three keys. I usually hate these kind of things because well, why is it three? Why is it not 74? But anyway, I give Hannah the benefit of the doubt because she's a wonderful colleague and I enjoy working with her a great deal. But anyway, so her first key, which I agree with, is called broaden your scope. And she goes on to write and says, do you do, do make sure you expose as many segments in the industry as possible, sales and marketing operations, blah, blah, blah. 
So basically saying that when you don't know what you don't know, basically. So going into so many, in the different parts of the business, right? So going into trying out sales, right? Trying out marketing, trying out community relations and rotating through the different departments that a sports team has to offer. I would even argue that not only a sports team, uh, but I would go and see what other pieces there are, right? So like there's the agency side, there's the brand side, there's all kinds of and we've talked about this, I don't know, through 140 some freaking podcasts about all the different options that are in sports. And when she says broaden your scope, I agree with this college, pro, the whole thing, right? So uh, I agree. And I think it's important that when you take said internship, that you ask the person hiring you, you know, what are we going to learn? What am I going to do? Am I going to be able to see multiple aspects or am I going to be stuck, you know, moving t-shirt boxes every day? And you might move t-shirt boxes someday, uh, but I would be sure to uh, talk through and say, like, uh, what am I going to do and rotate through departments? We have a sales and service internship with the Worcester Red Sox, and we rotate through four different revenue streams. They rotate, rotate through tickets and sponsorships, merchandise, and special events, so they get to work with Hannah. And... Each of them, the thought process is we just want them to understand here. This is the way a sports team makes money. It's not just, uh, and what is it really like selling tickets? So everybody goes through ticket sales training. Everybody uh, gets to, you know, set up tables and chairs for, I don't know, Hannah did nine graduations uh, in a week. Um, So everyone gets to do that. So I think what she's saying is making sure that you, uh, look at more than just one thing. Don't get myopic in the way that you're uh, looking at your internship. And the other thing that it does is, in my opinion, I think Hannah's too, it makes you a more well-rounded, um, you know, well-rounded person uh, and so that you understand what everyone's doing in the organization. The organization has you know a dozen different departments at least, right? And And the more that you know makes you a bigger asset and you can be empathetic to what people are going through because, hey, man, yeah, I did the the special event thing and I did the ticket sales thing and I did the sponsorship thing. And finding out what you like, very important. Finding out what you don't like, just as important. Just as important. Like what on earth, um, you know, how, how do you know what you like and don't like if you don't try it? So I think it's important to, uh, and I agree with Hannah here, about broadening uh, the experience. Um, She writes uh, the next topic. She says, focus on where you can make the biggest uh, impact. To me, I would label this a little bit differently. I, though I think she's saying the same thing. I would call this is you're looking into kind of what your internship is going, what you want an internship to be, what you're looking for out of your first job. You know, when you're trying to, you know, narrow down what you want to do in life, whether, I mean, you're just starting your career or, you know, you might be mid-career and trying to understand, like, what the hell am I, uh, you know, she says, where you make the biggest impact. I say, what are you good at? You know, what do you what are you the best at? What makes you happy? And where are your natural talents? Example. 
when I was in college, Springfield College class of 2004, um, I thought that as I was a double major in sport management business, I thought I was going to be the next Theo Epstein and I was going to be the next great baseball general manager picking out uh, stars of the future, signing them, doing that. I thought I was going to be a baseball operations guy. When in reality, that would be the dumbest thing that I could ever do in the history of the world because I sucked at that. To be in baseball operations, you've got to be meticulous. You've got to be detail-oriented. You've got to uh, grind like no one's ever grinded before. You've got to love film. You've got to love the difference between you know, a 900 OPS and an 825 OPS. And if I was truly honest with myself... I could give two shits about any of that. That is not me. That is not uh, how I am wired. I am, uh, I think people who know me, I am not the most meticulous human being on the face of the earth. Um, and I, uh, that's just not something that I would do. And I know that, and I knew that back in college because if I was being honest with myself, I took a job in college the post office. Why did I take a job in the post office? I took a job in the post office so that when the mail was delivered, I was the kid who would put it all in bins and then walk around to the different buildings around campus to make friends and see friends and see people and talk to the secretaries and talk to the people who were working at the front desk and talk to all of those people. I was a natural born blabber. I love talking about that thing. They, you know, I got people all the time. You're the freaking mayor of Springfield College way back when because I was going everywhere. I knew everything and I was always working side deals, right? So like, I don't know, sometimes you would have to like, I think pay for like, copies or printing or something like that way back when and i would talk to the front lady and be like hey uh you know mary um you've got the code to the printer right you want to give me the code i can i can plug it in there i was doing deals to get copies made so if i was honest with myself which i wasn't at the time i would have said man you know that sales thing is just not meant for you know selling used cars and selling tvs at best buy um that sales thing could be a thing for you, and it could be a thing in your sports career if I was being honest. I think I became honest with myself after I uh, uh, took a sales job and said, hey, you know what, I'm pretty damn good at this. Um, so I think, you know, focus where you can make the biggest impact. I would call that, that's what Hannah called it, I would call it uh be honest with yourself. What are you good at? Where are your natural abilities? What do you like doing? What is easy for you? Easy for me is going into a room of however many people and making best friends in 20 minutes. I don't know. I can just do it. I grab a beer and I uh, go and uh, go into those rooms and I feel very comfortable. Um, you know, if if you were to say, all right, Rob, you've got to go sit in front of this spreadsheet and do spreadsheets all day, I don't 
I, I would not be very good at that. And uh, that would not be something for me. When other people thrive, you know, looking at a spreadsheet and they thrive uh, sitting behind, uh, you know, a computer and they're fantastic at it. And all of those make the world go round. So um, I call that, you know, and Hannah's thing, she said, where can you make the biggest impact? I think I would adjust that a little bit and say, what are you good at? Do a self-survey. I think there was one, there was, so uh, I talk a lot uh, on this podcast in my life, a lot of things uh, about Marty Cordero. Marty is the president of the AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, Omaha Storm Chasers, president of uh, Union Omaha, which is a USL soccer team that plays at Warner Park in Omaha, Nebraska. Marty hired me in Battle Creek. You've heard me talk about Marty forever. So I don't even know if Marty knows this, but way at Rosenblatt Stadium, you know, it's College World Series time. Uh, I should tell a College World Series story today, too. Uh, I have no one to talk to, so I'm just talking to myself. Um, so um, he brought in a, a speaker. I, I don't know if it was a motivational speaker or just a speaker. I don't know. And they were talking about, you know, improving your, you know, your, I guess, uh, not professionalism, but you were just being a better professional, I guess. And one of the things that he talked about that I, that I try to implement every day, right? I think it's hard, maybe not every day that overstating it, but I implement it often. He called it, what is your professional brand? As in you, the individual, what is your brand? What are you, what, when they say Rob Crane, when they say Chris Valente, what do other people say? That's your brand. You know, when everybody said, ah, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what other people think. I think there's a strong argument. There's not a, there is a strong argument against that in the professional world. What other people think of you really matters, right? It really matters because that's your professional brand. What do other people think of you? Is he a great, are you a great person? Easy to get a hold of? Um, are you friendly? Uh, do you, are you professional? Are you a pain? You know, uh, what are you, uh, what are you bad at? Uh, what are your weaknesses? What would people say your weaknesses are? What is your professional brand? And I forget the name of the speaker, maybe Marty remembers, but um, he talked about that and went into depth about what that meant. And it has stuck with me since. I mean, we probably did that in probably 2008, 2009, so it's been forever. And that has stuck with me ever since. And I talk, um, uh, sometimes I've got to have difficult conversations with employees. And I say to them, I bring that up a lot. What do you think your professional brand is around here? And then we say, what do you mean? What do you think your colleagues think of you? And the people who really get it start to think and they go, I never thought about it like that. And it's almost taking a step back and looking at yourself. It's, you know, you know, the proverbial looking in the mirror. And I think that when you do that look in the mirror, that it will help you be honest with yourself on what are you good at. If I were to take that assessment of Rob Crane circa 2003, 2004, I probably would have said he's one of the more outgoing human beings at Springfield College. And what does that lend itself to? So instead of fighting 
uh, a sales job, which I really was trying to do in the early days, I probably maybe would have embraced a potential sales opportunity, which who knows, you know, uh, if it would have changed anything or if it just would have gave you a little um, uh, clearer path, right? So um, I don't know. I think that self-assessment is, you know, what is your brand? When people think of your name, what do they think of? What is the first words that come to mind? No different than, you know, when a company does a brand assessment. When you think Apple, what do you think? When you think, uh, I'm drinking a Polar Seltzer on brand right now, what do you think of Polar? You know, uh, what do you uh, think of Nike? What do you think? And these things just come up, right? Now, instead of inserting the words Nike and Apple and Polar, what do you think of when you think of, you know, Rob Crane? What do you think of? I'm reading a thing of from, you know, if Hannah's listening, Hannah Butler. What do you think of Chris Valente? What do you, um, what do you think of, uh, you know, uh, what do you think of yourself? It's just um, that exercise has always been really helpful for me. And I try to do it a lot because you just, you know, it gives yourself an opportunity to be honest with yourself instead of, um, you know, just kind of cruising through. Um, her last point was look for things that you enjoy. I think that's right. Um, I think that's right. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you're, uh, you know, what you're passionate about. Um, you know, what do I enjoy? I enjoy playing golf. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, people will say, oh, you know, I get a lot of that. What do you enjoy? And then they're like, oh, I like to, you know, I like to uh, be, uh, I like to, you know, tweet and post on Instagram. Okay, I know you enjoy that, but how are you going to make that a job? That's I, to me, I would say. Uh, I would, in hand, if I'm being critical of her, uh, if I'm being critical of her article, I say you probably got to be a little bit deeper than that, right? Um, there's a lot of things I enjoy, um, and, but you've got to, I think, like I said, get a little deeper than that. That's um, you've got to find something that where you can not only enjoy, but where do you bring value, right? So. You, if you obviously you want to enjoy it, but uh, enjoy is just a part of the equation. It's about value and what value you create, uh, what value you have for yourself, what value you can bring to an organization. And if you like it, the more the merrier, right? Like, um, I think that that's important uh, to, to delineate. But I get what Hannah's trying to say. And she says, you know, what do you enjoy, you know, um, uh, you know, to do on your day off. I mean, what I like to do on my day off has nothing to do with what I do at work, but I think what I, um, what I do is I want to make sure that I'm maximizing value and maximizing what you bring to an organization. And, um, I think that is, uh, that is also important, but I have to say, we always say on this podcast, Chris and I have said this probably since, I don't know, uh, day one, that go out and do something. How about Hannah Butler? She is going out. She wrote an article for the uh, for the clubhouse. Uh, the clubhouse is a great organization. Bob um, uh, Hammer is Hammer is a uh, is a great guy. Um, and I am a mentor on this. I think I just need to update my stuff from Pawtucket to Worcester. Um, but it's it's a it's a nice thing. So if you go see, uh, look for Hannah. She did a very good job. Congratulations. 
uh, good for her. She is uh, she did a great job, and uh, I'm proud of what she did. So that was great. All right, so changing subjects. I did a uh, uh, Google search, and what I Googled was, how do I get a job in sports? Never done that before. I was like, what on earth comes up in how do I get a job in sports? And I'm looking at some of these things. Uh, I think this is why I did the podcast, right? Some of this stuff is uh, is kind of crazy, right? So, like, um, you know, there's an article on Forbes. It's just some of this stuff is complete crap. Um, I'm looking at some, um, you know, study psychology uh, saying that understanding human behavior is essential to navigate your journey through sports. What on earth are you talking about? Why do I? So if I don't study psychology, I can't uh, get a job in sports. I understand kind of what they're trying to to say, but to say you have to study psychology because you're going to have some guy read that and go, oh, okay, let me sign up for my next psychology class. What are you doing? No, that has nothing to freaking do with anything. I don't know. Sorry. I am uh, am just reading and I'm kind of taking you through the things that are exactly here. Uh, The Forbes thing has a good thing. Study business. I think of business. Get an internship. You should get 706 internships, right? The more stuff that you do, the um, uh, the better. And um, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, I, I think some of this stuff, they're so short, they're so surface level. Um, I, I would just, as I go through these things, there's a one on Forbes, and, you know, uh, the one thing that I have to say that I have to, that was, um, that I've seen mostly is the um, you know is the network thing, and they're talking about oh you got a network network do a network network network, um, and I just I don't know I'm looking through these things and you know look here's another one uh, be willing to start at the bottom um, I don't know to me that sells seems self explanatory i don't think anyone's going there oh you know what i just got my degree i'm gonna go be a ceo like what are you talking about um so i look at some of this stuff and um it's 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 just it's crazy to me here's the one there was one that just drove me absolutely effing crazy Starting small. I'm going to read this verbatim and I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Starting small. When people think of sports teams, they often think of major professional leagues and major college programs. But most teams exist on a much smaller scale. Major League Baseball and the National Hockey League both have extensive minor league systems. And Division I schools account for less than one-third of athletic programs in the NCAA. In other words, a career in sports most likely... Uh, to begin with a small college or low-level minor league team in a small town. Why don't you kiss my white ass right now? Because it 
diminishes everything that all those people are doing at D2 levels, at D3 levels uh, from the college, from a minor league. I've done 17 freaking years in this minor league business, and you're going to say you're going to diminish me on this uh, careers.com or whatever freaking website I am at. You're going to tell me that, oh, you just got to start there. It's just a, it's just a little, it's just a little minor league team. They don't mean anything. Those teams in those markets mean more things than anything. So don't poo poo the minor league team because you think it's Whatever beneath you, starting small, you can have a wonderful career in minor league baseball. Um, there are countless people uh, who have started there. Uh, there are, you know, Chris started in uh, in minor league hockey. There's people who have like, long time careers in this thing, and to poo poo this. In other words, a career in sports is most likely to begin with a small college or a low level minor league team. Kiss, just go to hell. Pound sand. These are type of things where I see. That has that people who wrote this, whoever wrote this, whoever wrote this page that I'm looking on, what am I, what website am I on? Thebalancecareers.com, five tips for undergraduate seeking job, uh, what a sports career job, or whatever the hell, that doesn't make sense. Tips for undergrad seeking a sports career job? I can't, am I the only one that says that doesn't make sense? Anyway, uh, or maybe I'm just too fired up to, um, to read it. And then I see, uh, you know, athletic experience. The jobs where uh, athletic experience are most often necessary to get a foot in the door are coaching and scouting. Um, I don't think that's true at all. Uh, why don't you go down the list of uh, people in, um, I don't know, my world, uh, uh, baseball uh, operations? Uh, and tell me how many of those they've got to be the players and stuff. Why don't Why don't you just write here that uh, if you weren't a player, then you might as well not even think about those things. Go f off, right? Um, none of that matters. If you want to go be a coach or a scout and you didn't play, that doesn't go for it. You can do that. You can do that. There's a million other things. There are um, There are women coaching in the NFL right now who are great. Great, great coaches. Did they play in the NFL? Of course not. Of course not. This is stupid. This is another thing that is just dumb. So the athletic experience thing, it is just does not make any sense to me uh, whatsoever. Um, so I don't know. I'm getting this thing and I'm kind of fired up as you can tell. Um you know, the other thing, get the, I'm looking at another one. One of my jobs in sports.com. Um, you think that would be right. Get the right experience. For example, for many popular sports careers, a sports management degree or certification is required. Uh, no, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not required. It's not required. Do you get uh, unique experiences doing sports management? Right. Was I a sports management? Right. But that, that doesn't mean it was required. No one said, oh, you can't get a job in sports because you don't have a sports management degree. No! I think you gotta, you got to go get the paper, but you got to, uh, it could be um, a history degree. It could be whatever the heck that you want it to be. It doesn't have to be. The other guy told you to get a psychology degree. He says you got to go have psychology. This guy's saying you got to have sports management. Why can't you have both? Why can't you, have, the psychology guy is just as important as the sports management person too. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, man, the um, 
the, 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 just start, I'm looking through some of these, these things and it's like, what are we, are we talking about? And none of these say yet to listen to front office uh, features. And I don't understand why that is a thing. <sighs> but alas. So if you want to, um, you know, Google search, you know, how do I get a job in sports or, uh, um, you know, what's, here's the thing. Uh, the thing, first one of the things that popped up, I, how do I, how to get a job in sports? The top 10 sports careers for non-athletes. Like what? Who says you have to be an athlete? Why is that even a thing? That doesn't even make sense. The first one that comes up is marketing manager. So if you're an athlete, you can't be a marketing manager. Um, what? And where do they get this number, right? A marketing manager, they put, you pull the little drop down thing on this website. Um, the best schools.org, the median salary of a marketing manager is $135,900. Um, I hope that's the case, but I, I don't know if, uh, that, that's thing. Statisticians. So are you not allowed to, and statisticians only make, they say the median now is 92 grand. Like, what are we even doing here? What are we doing this? I don't know. So, um, what so so this thing is best uh man um our top 10 sports careers for non-athletes whether you're an athlete or a non-athlete it doesn't matter i i you you've got to go set your own thing so anyway i was just looking at that it upset me um if you can't tell um but you can go do whatever that you want. You can go make yourself a heck of a career. Um, and uh, you can go do it however that you want. So if some website tells you to study psychology, you don't want to study psychology, then don't study psychology. Um, if you says, you know, what did it say? Um, oh, yeah, uh, you're uh, the top 10 sports and you, you don't want to be a statistician. Or uh, uh, or an athletic trainer or a PR person, like go do make your own path. If anyone tells you no or tells you this is the only way to do it, tell them to go. You know, I always like to say pound sand. Um, you can do whatever that you want, and the way that you you get your you know the way that you get your career started is you know you've uh, is getting no matter what is getting that experience, and I, I think Hannah going back. Uh, and finding, you know, and doing a really a self-assessment on um, on what makes you you. What are you good at? How will that translate into uh, becoming valuable at an organization? So, um, I think if you do that, and you read the great article by Hannah, she did a great job. I'm very proud of her. Um, you know, I, I I think that you know. You, you do that, you're, you're on your way. You're on your way. So, anyway, um, Chris did one alone. I felt like I had to reciprocate and do a podcast alone. Um, so, uh, we're off. I think next time, Chris and I will have to talk about what's going on at uh, Polar Park. Obviously, uh, very sad news about his grandmother. We miss him today. Um, and very sorry to hear about... Uh, about the passing of his uh, grandma. So, Chris, we're thinking about you, and uh, we'll um, 
hopefully talk with you again next week and uh, we'll be ready to go. So uh, that was interesting and uh, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, listening. We'll uh, talk to you soon. See you. Thank you.